0: We are all, of course, familiar with the story of the ten lepers, the ten who cry out, seeking the mercy of the Lord. And the Lord bids them go, show themselves to the priest. That's the the remedy. It's essentially say that that they are cleansed, and the priest are the verification of these things. One of them, realizing he's been healed, turns back to the blessed Lord, and he goes and throws himself at his feet in glory and adoration. Our Lord is a bit crestfallen, it seems. (laughs) Where are the other nine? Only, a, one, only a, a 10% return rate on his healings as far as the generosity of souls. Where are the rest? Indeed, it's a common temptation that is not limited only to the people of that day, to the lepers who are counted in the gospel today. It is a common temptation in many hearts, in fact, I would suggest probably all of our hearts, to be able to go about our way. How common it is in many places, and thanks be to God who do not see it here, that people will receive communion and then immediately walk out the doors. Not a moment, a moment even to pass to return gratitude to the Lord. And this, I think the Lord, too, is wondering, where have they gone? Why have they not returned thanks to me? And this is our invitation, I think, by the Lord today is to make our thanksgivings from Holy Communion, to turn back to him in gratitude for the gift received, the holy gift, the pure gift, the perfect gift, that perfect gift of Christ himself offered for us that continues to allow himself to be consumed day after day after day at the rail and at the altar. It's for this that we come, and we must give thanks to imitate the one leper who throws himself at the feet of Jesus in gratitude. There are numerous fruits that we can reap from that of the thanksgiving. First is for us to recognize that we have received a gift. No one says thank you unless something has been done first. Although periodically I myself, someone will say something like, wow, the sky is really beautiful today, and I will say thank you just to see what they do. It's confusing because it doesn't make sense. You say thank you when something is given, when a compliment is given, when a gift is given, when some generosity is shown. It is to be able to express thank you in response to the gift of God that has been given to us. And if there is ever a gift for which we ought to give thanks, it is for the gift of communion because it is Christ himself It is God himself who entrusts himself to us, who gives us his body and blood in the Eucharist. But it's far better than anything we could ask for in this life. No matter what the world, the world could conjure up as many things as possible. Every possession of the world could be given to us and it would pale in comparison to one Holy Communion. Far more is given to us there because it is the infinite God who has given And so as first to recognize this immense gift, to reflect upon it as well, to contemplate what exactly it is that is given and who, it is Christ himself, it is his life, it is his grace, it is his mercy as he cleanses our venial sins from us, it is his goodness and his peace, all of these things are offered to us in Holy Communion and more the daily bread for which we ask, day after day after day, is given to us in the Eucharist, certainly, but also in the graces that we need, and the grace to be able to live our lives individually, because every one of us has been called by the Lord with certain entrusted with certain tasks, a certain mission to be able to follow. It's our Lord who also gives us the grace to do it, to reflect upon all of these things and to realize just what has been given. This enough should bring us to our knees in imitation of the man in the gospel. This by itself, reflecting on what has been received, should bring us to tears so frequently. In addition to this, the thanksgiving encourages us to be freed from mere routine. Routine is a good thing for us in many ways. A rhythm of life is a helpful thing for us. But if our communion, if our reception of our blessed Lord becomes mere routine, something that we do, another action, another gesture that's part of the larger picture and nothing more, then we've missed the entire purpose. Is the encounter with the one true God, is the encounter with our blessed Lord, which ought to be new every time. Never does He meet us in the same exact place. Our life has changed. We have changed and we have different needs each time we come. It's for us to acknowledge these things and to say that in the thanksgiving is to be able to pull us from simply, again, going through the motions time after time. It is to know that whenever we receive, that God's grace and his virtue increases within us if we are willing. Again, all of us are called and all of us have a share of the mission, but we need his help. And his help comes to us in so many ways, but most especially in the Eucharist. It is to allow his life to increase within us. As indeed he tells us in St. John's Gospel that he is the vine and we are the branches. And if we do not abide in him, we do not have life within us. There is nothing within us. We must abide in him and to allow the the sap from the vine to, to reach our souls and to increase and to allow his life to be born in us, to allow his fruits to be born in us. This of course means necessarily a deeper union with the person of Jesus Christ. To receive the flesh of the man is to be drawn close to him, intimately close to him. The moment of Holy Communion is a place wherein we have the closest approximation that we can in this world to heaven because it is union with the Lord God. Intimate union, a profound union. Is this the two ought to turn us back to the Lord in gratitude for the gifts that have already been given, but also in gratitude for the promise that he has made to us, that there is more to come, far more to come. And lastly, but most importantly, it glorifies God himself. Because in the end, our Holy Communions are benefits to us. But we are not the focus of why we are here. He is. it's for us to glorify the Lord in all things. We do it by serving Him well. We do it by receiving of His grace, by reflecting and praising Him for the gift. But it is in all of these things, our thanksgiving is to simply turn back to Him and to glorify Him. To praise Him for His goodness, for His love, for His mercy and His generosity. It is to the Lord to whom all glory is given. And so it's for us to make this thanksgiving after we receive Holy Communion. There's a variety of ways in which it can happen, and it can happen in, in one of them singularly or uh, kind of all kind of uh, drawn together in a variety of ways. One thing that the Mother Church has offered to us, particularly uh, for the priest, but uh, by, um, by necessity, of the liturgy, then uh, drawn also the faithful, is the last gospel. St. John's Gospel, that great challenging, the challenging word from, from the prologue of, of John, as he speaks of our blessed Lord who has stripped himself of his glory and who has, who has come down to us. And the question is, that is then put to, is you know, the Lord came to those who he created, but his own did not receive him. And it's to be able to, to ensure that, that the priests and all of us who are gathered, who have whoever received him in the flesh, might also receive him in the spirit again, to cast off this, this ease of routine into which we can fall, to allow this dynamic and, and true union with Christ to be found there, and to allow him to come and abide with us in his grace and in his truth. The last gospel is a wonderful reflection for us, a prayer offered after each mass, typically, to be able to contemplate the Lord who has come among us. Additionally, there are a variety of post-communion prayers. In addition to the post-communion prayer and the missal itself, the the formal post-communion, there are also a variety of of prayers, presumably in your own missals or in your hand missals, Um, prayers from St. Thomas Aquinas and uh, and others who speak of these great gifts, who contemplate and allow to to well up within our mind and within our heart and upon our lips the marvels of what has taken place, the mysteries that can be found there another fruitful one, certainly to be the anima Christi, the soul of Christ, recognizing again these various graces that are offered to us. And then lastly, the simple heart-to-heart speech with our Lord. If indeed we come in need in different ways every single time we come to communion, the Lord knows it, but he also likes to hear it from us. It can be helpful too for us, in addition to these other rote prayers or memorized prayers, to be able simply to speak to our Lord from the heart, to entrust ourselves to Him in all gentleness and all love, and to know that He is mindful of us and all of these our needs. And so, as we come and offer these holy mysteries today, it is for us to allow our hearts to rejoice in thanksgiving like the man in the gospel, to turn back to the Lord in thanksgiving. For the gift that we have received and the variety in which they come, but especially the Eucharist, the gift of God itself.